Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. What this will be is our civilized barking post game discussion. We'll be here the next twenty or so minutes. Um, sometimes we go longer, and sometimes we want to go longer. I don't know where we'll even start, Jason, because <laughs> um, I had like the whole second half to think about what I was going to write. Last week I was here till like nine thirty, and I'm thinking I, I don't really want to do that. It's not like I wrote an award winner, uh, but now it's five fifteen, and I don't know what I'm going to write. What What do you say? Like, where Where do you want to start this discussion? I'll start it here um, because you and I spoke, you were texting me Friday and you said, there's no way Deshaun's playing. Like, that's what your text said. He's as involved in this practice as I am. Like, he's not playing in this game. And yet, I'm in the locker room after the game and talking to some of the people on the offensive side. I'm like, you guys knew all week he wasn't playing, right? Like, that was just gamesmanship. They're like, no, we, we thought he was playing. He told us all week he was playing. So, they really, truly did think the players... Like they're not gonna, they have no reason to lie now. Like you know, they, they would, yeah. they would fess up. And you know, apparently the way that the reps were distributed all week was Deshaun took all the running reps, and DTR took all the pass reps. So in an effort to get two quarterbacks ready, neither quarterback was ready. Um, you know, Deshaun screwed him a little bit, I think, in the way that he kept telling everyone he was going to play all week and then didn't. You were adamant he wasn't going to play, and you were right, he wasn't going to play. And uh, DTR clearly wasn't ready. The game was too fast for him today. Made awful decision after awful decision. He's a rookie fifth-round pick. Of course he's, you know, going to be thrown into the fire. I think it's fair to question how little they ran the ball. I think it's fair to wonder if they have a feature back on this roster now that Nick's out. You know, Jerome Ford's numbers are not good outside of uh, the 69-yard run against the Steelers. Quick math during the game, he was averaging about 2.2 yards per carry for the season outside of that one run. So... (laughs) I mean, I guess that's where I would start is just. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Let's not get, let's save the running game. Cause that's certainly a point of discussion. Uh, okay. But you know, guys in training camp, we're allowed to see every minute of practice and, and report on it. And, you know, sometimes that's why people get overhyped and we get over analyzed with things, but that's what we're allowed to see. And then you get to roster cuts and the preseason's over and you go into regular season reporting rules. Right. And that means that we are allowed to go out for the first 10 to 20 minutes of practice, depending on the day, basically individual drills to take attendance, you know, see who's there, see who's doing what. Uh, And frankly, 
you know, you can't write on what you see anyway outside of that. You don't see much. And, and I think there was a concerted effort, obviously, to conceal. There was a level of gamesmanship, regardless of how this was going to go. But honestly, Jason, most days I'm just like, well, I've sat at the computer all week. I'm going to go outside for the 20 minutes, you know, right. <laughs> look up and yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, Scott Petrak, who's the vice president of the local writers association, he kind of leads the charge in taking attendance. Everybody's on the same page. And sometimes you do watch them go through drills or sometimes you just BS what the person next to you, but you don't get a lot. So there is a whole element, um, you know, 45 to an hour on Friday and an hour plus on the other two practices where they practice and we don't see. Right. And I do think teams are honest with their injury reporting because the penalties for not doing so are just not worth it. And because it's, it's so vague that limited is limited. He's out there. He threw a couple of warm-up passes. He didn't practice. That's, that's limited. That's the definition that goes under that. Right. Um, when Miles and Batonio get their day off to rest, it's just listed as rest. It's not an injury. If, if Joel had to get treated for uh, a chest injury or an ankle that's bothering him, I mean, he hasn't missed a game in seven years, but that goes on the injury reports. So um, what I told you was based on what I saw, which was Thursday. We saw him throw warm-ups and then not much else, but then there was an hour plus of practice after we left. And then Friday he came out. Um, even in the early warm-ups, he was not in the line where the starters go. He threw two passes and he jogged over to the trainer. And by the time they were into it, DTR was taking all the snaps, and he and the trainer were well behind the play. He looked like he was not going to play. He, he didn't look comfortable gripping the ball to even throw those two passes. And I just thought, well, you know, 50 hours is a long time, and we know what modern medicine is, but I can't imagine. Because, listen, the guy needs to practice, and, he's play, and, and that's probably, of all the disappointing things, is Watson just had his best game with the Browns, and this offense looked really good last week. And, you know, to not have the chance to build on that before the bye and test yourself against the Ravens and go win this game, you know, that's where the disappointments start to go. So I just didn't see anything that told me he was going to play. And frankly, you know, we know what they chose in getting rid of Josh Dobbs. And we know Josh Dobbs never won an NFL game until last week, and he might never win another one. But Dorian Thompson Robinson had no chance today. And that doesn't all fall on him. That falls on the organization. That falls on certainly on the game plan on all of that. And so today was a complete failure by the Browns. Um, you know, they handed him the first touchdown, right? Because, because of the interception. He threw three interceptions that easily could have, should have been six or seven. He had no chance. They had no run game. And then the defense finally gave up some plays, which of course you're going to with Lamar Jackson. And of course you're going to, this is the NFL. So the Browns, Limping Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill had no chance against the Browns, and the Browns were even more impressive than that. Today they had to come to fight Lamar Jackson, and they couldn't put up a fight at all. And it's 14-3 and over. I guess, you know, on the Titans' side, people probably thought, thought that last week too, right? But here's the Browns playing for first place with the momentum at home, a chance to generate all this energy, and it was just sucked out of them. And, and today was just inexcusable, I guess, even though there's a large looming excuse. And I'm just thoroughly unimpressed with Stefanski's um, game plan and, and preparation and, and getting them through it because obviously they did not show up today thinking, okay, we're we're ready to fight the Ravens even though we're shorthanded. Because like I said, there is an excuse, but the way it went was inexcusably bad, if that makes sense. All right, where do you want to go? You want to talk about the defense or the run game? Uh, defense. I'm looking. I mean, Lamar played really well. He made a couple big boy throws. He threw one into triple coverage to Mark Andrews in the corner of the end zone. 
and DTR threw one into triple coverage that was intercepted. Like that's the difference in a veteran quarterback who's been around and knows what he's doing in a fifth rookie fifth round pick. Uh, you know, the defense obviously got gashed a little bit compared to weeks past, but I think it was unrealistic to expect them to continue putting up the numbers they did the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think the defense is the reason they lost this game. Um, Baltimore gave them a short field to work on. Yeah. And, uh, but overall, you know, I mean, I don't, it's not an A, it's not an F. No, no. Um, but it's, it's part of the, it's part of the disappointing effort. I, I mean, I think you saw the Ravens attack, how teams are going to attack the Browns. They're going to take their, their aggressiveness, take advantage of their own aggressiveness. Right. Um, and obviously defending Lamar is its own beast. And, and frankly, the Browns have done fairly well with it. And, and there's been games that they've done really well with it. And he burns you on one play. Right. And, and he can do that. So to hand them the quick lead, it stinks to, to lose Mark Andrews is what happens. Like you said, there, there's it's not just that touchdown throw. There's two or three throws that are unbelievable, and and, and those are going to happen. Um, and then Martin Emerson, who's really really good, gets torched on the one before the half, and it's twenty one three. You know, I got news for you: the game was already over, right? So it's always going to need to be full cliche, the complimentary football. Um, it's always going to need to be a, a, an offensive game plan that has a feel for what's going on and plays to your strengths, and and then a defense that has to help out the offense, whether it's clicking on all cylinders or whether it's got no shot with an undersized rookie, you know, and, and that, that flat out did not happen today. So you come out, you hope miles is okay. He went to the x-ray room after he did come back in the game after that. So it, it tells me, um, and, and speaking of injuries, let's get back to this. So what we know is it's nothing structural with Deshaun. We believe that it's what's been reported, the shoulder contusion. Um, now you're looking at it. It's a possibility of, you know, the, being an issue, it's, it's obviously a strength issue. Um, there's a way the guy plays and has to play, and you want him to play, which is why you went and got him, right? So we can debate the actually ducking the shoulder and trying to take a guy on in the middle of the field. But there are 13 games left. And so even if he's back to almost full strength in two weeks, um, it's, it's worrisome. So to me, Jason, today... You know, four games is a is a pretty good barometer. It used to be an exact quarter of the season. Uh, you know, it's enough to to say, hey, something crazy happened, or we found our way on this, or you know, get to different circumstances, division games, non division games, familiar opponents, home road, whatever. It, it's where I think you can take a full grasp, and I think we've come to with the defensive headline being one, and obviously the Nick Chubb loss being one of the headlines. Uh, we've now come to where we always thought it would be, and that's the right. Whatever this team's ceiling is, it has to be Deshaun Watson getting them there. And there's going to be up and down in other places. And he's not going to be phenomenal all the time. But if he doesn't get back and isn't really good and can't get on the same page with the play caller and the pass catchers, then this thing's going to be a failure. And, you know, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I can tell you that ownership didn't go home real happy today because they got flat out embarrassed on their home field. Yeah, they did. You know, the guys I talked to felt like, for sure, Deshaun will be back for the Niners game. It's not really a question. Of course, these are the same guys that thought he was going to play today. Uh, but, you know, I think you can safely assume he'll be back for the Niners. Ethan Pochick, I think, is a concern. He left on crutches and a brace on his right knee. He wasn't really using the crutches, but he had them in his hand. So that doesn't look like it's minor. Uh, the offensive line has already been battered up a little bit. Yeah. And that could be another significant loss. Uh, so the, the, the offense looks broken right now in, in a lot of ways. They, they don't 
they don't have a running game to speak of. Uh, the Deshaun, I don't know that he really has developed a rhythm with any of these pass catchers. Yeah. And I got two weeks to figure it out with the Niners coming to town. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the missed opportunity is the way you say it today, right? Not only to win the game and keep the momentum and, and have this place rocking again, but, you know, he needed to play. Like, the offense needed to take what they did last week and build on it. You know, and, and look, they don't have a feature back, so there's going to be a ways you have to use Jerome Ford. And last week they put him out wide and they got the linebacker coverage and he threw a beautiful touchdown. He smoked the guy and the ball's yeah. right on the money, right? Um, today you didn't really have that luxury. You don't have a run game. You didn't even try to establish one today with yeah. a rookie quarterback. You left him to get killed. So, so yes, that's, that's concerning. Um, if Deshaun plays with any hesitance or the injury lingers, you know, um, that's, that's concerning. And like, guys, the Elijah Moore experiment is a disaster. This team supposedly greatly upgraded the receiving core. We saw Marquise Goodwin's first catch today. Elijah Moore runs backwards and loses, is, has nothing special about him. He's a semi-explosive guy, right? They drafted Cedric Tillman. He can't get on the field. It's Amari Cooper and no one else. No, David Njoku is really burned. And that's crazy. And we're just glad that he's okay and that he could play. They got him the ball a little bit today. They haven't been able to get him the ball with the real quarterback. And like I said, outside of Amari being really good, this pass offense is still like stuttering, sputtering. You don't know what you're going to get each time out. So, yeah, this this offense is really in a bad way um, with the Niners coming to town. And now instead of that being a bonus game, right, and, and kind of the one where you know you're going to get some attention, you know it's going to be a great measuring stick, and you're coming off a bye, and they're coming off a Sunday night football against the Cowboys, now it's one you have to have. Or it's like, oh, shit, right? And, um, you know, we, we've seen shit, and we've seen oh, shit here. And we know we're <laughs> <laughs> like right we we know exactly where it leads and and so yeah um they obviously need the buy to, to get guys well and, and to get the, specifically the quarterback in to get this fixed but this is an awfully early buy and um you know this is a team that doesn't is not going no, no one in the world is going to give them a chance to beat the Niners no. because because this is what we saw last and you know what does that mean right it's still an advantageous spot the Niners are still coming back across the country and you're going to be on full rest. But man, the story since they got Watson has been uncertainty. And we don't know how he's going to play. And we don't know how hurt he is. And, and we don't know why this is the best that they could do today. Do you think, we would talk briefly, waiting to go in the locker room. And you said Jonathan Taylor is not realistic because of the contract he would demand and the cap that it would be next year when they're trying to roll all this money over. And we all, we, I wrote about the $64 million cap it that's looming on, on Deshaun for next year. Do you think they need to make some sort of move at running back? Because the more I see Jerome Ford, the more I'm not convinced that he's a lead back. Yeah. But does it really matter if they're not going to run the ball? No, I think they're probably going to have to because Kareem is what he is, right? Which shot. Is, yeah, he's shot. Right. He'll stick his nose in there for you, right? Um, he'll, he'll show up. But yeah, that, that's all you got. So, um, like I said, it's just so disappointing because part of the promise of the m- most of the promise of this offense was was a quarterback that's better and more comfortable and all of those things, right? But a lot of the promise was the offense was the ways you can be different and the ways you can supposedly use Elijah Moore, and then so you lose your security blanket and Chubb, and and like, Ford is a talented player and he's going to make plays. But you're right, Jason. We we haven't seen any evidence that they that as a traditional running back that he can really succeed or that they even want 
him to be like 13 carries and five catches. You know, right. I think they want the catches and they need that. Um, you know, I saw a question in there. Why is DTR dropping back so far? Well, because he's, they're constantly in third and a million today. <laughs> and he's trying to see over the line and, and they're just in bad spots. You know, um, why didn't he run more? Well, you can't get him killed. I mean, the other guy that you have, PJ Walker, has been here for four weeks. He got cut by the Chicago Bears with guaranteed money. He's smaller than DTR and he's never succeeded in the NFL and has never played. Like, so the Browns really screwed up because when DTR went to practice on Wednesday, it's the first time he ever threw to Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples Jones because he was the number three quarterback and number four quarterback for the spring and the summer. He's a rookie. That's, that's how it goes, right? They didn't have another backup option. And the game plan sucked. And the Elijah Moore experiment's a disaster. And the running game stinks. How was the rest of the play? Yeah, I think that about covers it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so look, look. But let, let's spin it like this before we get out of here. Uh, it is just one game. Nobody wants excuses, and every Browns fan is damn tired of them. I get it. You lost to the circumstances today, right? You might have lost to the Ravens anyway, but the circumstances made it damn possible. And so late in the game when the offensive line was struggling and racking up penalties and injuries, they were just put in an awful spot. The overmatched rookie was just put in an awful spot. It's only one. The bye week's coming. You know, yes, the Ravens have the leg up, but today is October 1st. The rest of the division flat out stinks. Look at the schedule. The Colts flat out stink. The Cardinals flat out stink. Kenny Pickett's hurt and he flat out stinks. The Bengals are a mess, a way bigger mess than the Browns. So, like, it is just one. Today is over. You play again in two weeks. You should have your quarterback. You should have your defense at full strength. And you get a chance to say, hey, if we are any good, then we come out and we lay it on the line against the Niners and, and maybe the vibes come back. So, you know, nobody wants to hear that right now. I get it. No one's saying that's any kind of guarantee, specifically because this offense is still and forever in the growing in the maybe stage. But maybe this is just one. And maybe come Tuesday, it won't be so bad. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, guys, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, there's only so much we can we can dig back into in this game. It, it was over at 14-3. to three. And, you know, when you play the Ravens again, now it's that game is going to mean more. It was already going to be a big game. Um, but the way that, you know, they were a step ahead of you, it, it was your defense's first loss of any kind. It was a complete offensive disaster. And then, you know, we're going to find out what this locker room's made of with guys coming back and knowing that they, you know, are, are playing one of the truly elite teams in two weeks. And, and we'll see what they can come up with. Um, game plan wise to, to get this pass offense going and, you know, defensively to counter that what they were able to do. Um, Shanahan's an offensive genius. Now he doesn't have Lamar Jackson. So, and, you know, really not many have a Mark Andrews. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes and we'll worry about the division standings later. If the Browns are any good and the Browns can straighten their own ship, there's enough easy wins on this schedule for them to be alive later on. Right. Yep. They just are. So today, today stinks. And today was a giveaway. Um, but if they're going to be any good and it's still an if, then, then today is not the funeral and, and that's not tomorrow either. So, um, yeah. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening as always. Thanks for reading all that. And, um, just one thing, Jason, before we get out of here, yeah. you know, 
people have asked, you have asked. To me, Jonathan Taylor is zero realistic, right? The Browns don't have any money for the future. The Browns have money now for a little bit of flexibility. But Jonathan Taylor wants traded to a team that's going to sign him. We don't know his his health. We don't know his long-term outlook. We don't know how that's going to go. But he's either going to play for the Colts and they're going to sign him or he's going to continue to drag this out and he's going to go to a team that absolutely wants to sign him. The Browns are in no position to sign him. So, you know, stranger things have happened. And I do think upgrades need to be made. And I do think the Browns will continue, you know, exactly four weeks from Tuesday is the deadline to operate like they're open to any discussion. I just don't see that as even 1% of a realistic discussion. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. But I, that, that's not how I read that situation whatsoever. Well, if it's not him, I wonder if there's another one to go get because I just I, I don't think that this run game uh, with with the loss. Of, I mean, obviously, when you lose Nick Chubb, it's always going to take a step back, but it's yep. falling down three flights of stairs right now, and yeah. they have to be able to do better than what they've done. Yeah, um, all my analogies, and I do put a couple of them in my notes as the game goes on. All of them are inappropriate and will just get me in trouble later. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to take your following down the stairs and we're going to finish our stories and we're going to walk very carefully back to our cars. Thanks for listening, guys. I will talk to you this week.